This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. Not only have I been the owner of Mint Mobile for the last few years, I've also been a customer. I don't know if you knew this, but anyone can get the same premium wireless for $15 a month plan that I've been enjoying. It's not just for celebrities, so do like I did and have one of your assistant's assistants switch you to Mint Mobile today. I'm told it's super easy to do at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. I say the same thing when I'm teaching skills. If you can do this once, you mm-hmm. got a gold medal. If you yeah. can refrain from old behaviors, yeah. you got a silver. Like yeah. it's it's such a like progress, it's, not yeah. perfection. You know, this whole mantra of and be kind to yourself and take a deep breath and say, Man, I really screwed that up. Here's what I wish I'd done. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. exactly. And the kids, like you say, the kids are like. Oh, okay. So I'm allowed to screw up, admit it, try again. Hey girl, imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy to use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, Grab pen and paper because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey ladies, welcome to Empowered and Unapologetic. I'm your host, Veronica Cisneros. Today's guest is here for the second round because our first episode was so good 
And to be quite honest, I felt like you guys needed more. So I asked Maureen, Maureen, hey, are you totally down to do another episode? And Maureen said, yes. <laughs> so today's guest is a relationship mentor with over 25 years of nursing experience in both public and private healthcare across Canada. After experiencing mental illness and addiction with her own children, she founded Maureen Towns Consulting to help families struggling to care for their own loved ones. Her work with parents inspires them to rediscover themselves within chaotic and challenging situations. She is the host of the Broken Open podcast and the author of Broken Open, A Mother's Journey to Survive Her Children's Addiction and Mental Illness. Maureen, welcome back. Thanks so much for having me back. I'm excited to be here again. Right? I'm super excited. So today... I took out all of the questions because it was like, no, we do better when it, we're just having a conversation. And what you guys don't know is um, we already had the conversation. <laughs> we just started going. I was like, okay, wait a minute. We got to record this. So Maureen, one big thing that I hear over and over is how, how do I parent a depressed child? And I thought, why not have one, a mother who has experienced this herself? And in addition, she's also a nurse. And you've also ran into this in your career. Yeah. And guess what? I can help too. So, all right. So I thought, why not give our listeners the best of both worlds or three worlds, right? Um, so I'm just going to start off with that question. How do you parent a depressed child Where would or teen? Where would you go with that first? Well, the first thing I would do is probably really try and get curious and uh, and ask a lot of questions. And so I would ask a lot of questions of, of the child, not in an interrogation way, but what's it like for you? Beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, that sort of, you know, so when they say, well, I'm depressed, well, you know, what are you feeling? Mm -hmm. You know, um, can you pin it down to, you know, what what made you feel different today than yesterday? <laughs> you know, um, what do you think you need? You know, um, how can I support you? That sounds tough. Like those validation skills. I think, you know, when I talk to parents who are, are parenting a kid who's unwell, they get worried that it seems like on or off. I either get to, you know, push my kid to achieve or I'm giving up completely. And, and that scares them because now I've got this, you know, child on my sofa who can't do the dishes because they're depressed, can't go to school because they're depressed, um, won't follow through on anything. And then if I push them on that, then I'm being insensitive. You know, this mm -hmm. is, you know, how do I communicate with someone? And so I think, I think I would ask a lot of questions yeah, and show and, and, and try and muster up. Like it must be it, like depression can feel like wet cement around your feet. Like it's just heavy. Everything's heavy. Everything's hard. Uh, things that you know that you enjoy doing. You're just not, it's just too much work, man. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. ugh, everything. It's like an apathy towards, towards everything. And so Lots of understanding and, and just know that you're going to be frustrated um, and that you're going to be better able to offer that empathy and curiosity if you're looking after yourself. Yeah. So go back to the self-care. And the other questions that I would ask would be specifically of the child's therapist. I would say, okay, so I'm, I'm having trouble, you know, when the dishes aren't done. Uh, yeah. when, you know, I've left in the morning for work and they've said they're going to do this, this, and this during the day and I get home and nothing's done. Yep. How would you recommend I approach that? Because you don't want to just throw up your hands and say, well, I guess we can't expect anything, but what do I do? Yeah. But, but again, I would, I would ask, you know, do a lot of validating and, and asking what's it, what's it feel like for you? Yeah. And when, when you want to talk about it, you know, let me know, or I'm here to support you and, this isn't going to last forever. That's another important messaging, you know, a bit of messaging I would, I would uh, remind a team because they, they don't know that. They think it's going to last forever. I appreciate that you mentioned therapists and asking them for their recommendation. Mm. Um, so do you think, well, let me ask, when, as a mom, when do you think it'd be appropriate to engage in therapy or even consider it or even ask your kid if they're open to it? 
Mm, well, I think it's always a good idea. Right? Me <laughs> Honestly. Too. Me too. <laughs> I don't think there's any special threshold. I think that, um, um, but, the, but the child has to want it. They have, yes. they have to be willing to at least try it. And, and that's how I probably propose it. If someone seems resistant, I would say, look, it's not, you know, would you, would you be willing to give it a try? You know, would you yeah. try it for, you know, three visits? Would you try it for, you know, and, and, and I would also talk about the fact that not every therapist is going to be a good fit. And so if you try it and it's not feeling good, you know, would you be willing to try someone else or another kind of therapy? And I would invite them to try things like therapy yep. through saying things like, um, I know there's help out there for you. Um, you. I know that you don't need to feel like this forever you know, that sort of thing. Like, it sounds like you've got a lot of things to work through with someone who's uh, qualified to do that with you. Yeah. You know, like that kind of statement. Mm -hmm. Where I hear a lot of parents, they'll go straight to, well, back in my day, you know, (laughs) you know, my, my dad or my mom would just slap me out of it, you know, or they would, they would force me to do my chores or, you know, these kids just need this, these kids just need tough love. You know, they're just trying to do it for attention. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times I hear that I've had, I was teaching a parenting class and it was about depression and what are the signs. And I remember one of the, one of the males stood up and he's like, this is a crock of bullshit. Mm-hmm. He straight up stood up and said, this is a crock of bullshit. And I, you know, don't get me wrong. My, my, my hood side wanted to say, all right, let's go, you know? (laughs) Right. But then it was like, okay, wait a minute. What is he trying to communicate? Yes. You're you're a therapist, Ronica, and you're supposed to like set the (laughs) standards. So come bring it back. Vataloka. You know what I mean? And I was like, you know, he has a point. He has a point. So I was like, please tell me more. Yeah. And he's like, I was never told you know, it's going to be okay. I was, nobody ever asked me about my emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, right. Nobody ever sat down with me and said, Hey, how are you doing? You Mm -hmm. want me to do that with my kid who's sneaking out, who won't do any of his homework. He's failing all of his classes. The principal's threatening to kick him out. You want me to ask my kid, how is he doing? So my immediate response is, well, what you're doing, how is that working? Mm Mm-hmm. And he right away looked at me like deer in headlights and he's like, well, it's not, that's why I'm here. Okay. (laughs) So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be, I'm going to be providing you with a bunch of feedback. I'm going to be teaching you a whole bunch of stuff that sounds like quite frankly, frequently, or frankly, bullshit. I'm I'm going to be head. I'm going to be very straight up with you. It is going to sound like that because we weren't given that. We weren't given those opportunities. You know, we weren't shown how to regulate our emotions. We weren't shown what depression looks like, which ends up developing an anxious child or an anxious adult ends up developing a depressed, a depressed adult. So let me, let me ask you. And I asked him, if you don't mind, can you please share? What is it like in adulthood? Did you struggle with anxiety? Did you struggle with depression? Right away? He sat down and he's like, yes, let's do something different. Let Mm -hmm. me help you. Let's do it together. I'm not going to put it past you that, yeah, this sounds like bullshit. I'm, 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 Hey, I'm right there standing right next to you. I, I agree. Yeah. And there's something going on that we're not one aware of Two, There's all kinds of things, all kinds of questions and this heightened level of uncertainty that we have because it's our kid and we love them. Right. I, I hear you. And we got to do something different because what our parents did only developed anxious and depressed adults who didn't know how to regulate their emotions, who maybe turned to drinking or smoking yeah, or complete avoidance, right? Oh yeah. There was all kinds of things that went on back in the day, you know, that, back in the day. that, that showed up as, um, you know, social issues that nobody talked about, you know? Um, so I, I appreciate what you're saying about, you know, when we don't learn how to support each other, in how we feel, uh, you know, if it's not being talked about, it's being acted out. And, and so, you know, you, you push it down, you stuff it down, you power through, you suck it up, you move the wood pile, chop more wood, like all the things that we had to do. Um, 
it's going to show up later, like you said, like, and so yeah, like, you know, I sucked it up. And I'm really proud of that. And I pulled myself mm-hmm. up by the bootstraps. And I wear this at like some sort of badge of honor, like I did it myself, therefore, you should too. And yet, you know, I ended up having to go back and dig up and I'm still learning. How do I feel? Yes. Still trying to figure it out. Okay. Where is that? What, why is my stomach in knots today? Why am I having abdominal cramps for no reason? Oh, it's anxiety. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's weird. I didn't think I had that. <laughs> you know, yeah, for real. Yeah. Yes. You know, so yeah, I appreciate that. But I also really appreciate that dad um, standing up and saying that because it, it does feel like we're raising a generation and I hear this and I, and I, mm-hmm. I, I can go there. We're raising a generation of people who don't know how to suck it up. You yeah. know, like everything's a diagnosis. Yeah. Um, everybody gets a, a medal. Like, yeah. it's like, really? Like there's <laughs> no winners and losers anymore. Like, yeah. you know, I, I really do appreciate that perspective. Yeah. But where my head goes in that too, is that often what we're on, well, for me, what I'm unwilling to accept in others and what I get frustrated about being asked to accept in others and learn new skills, it's usually because there's something in me that I'm not accepting and haven't learned how to do, you know, when I, when I can let go of my judgment of myself and accept my own feelings, I am so much more accepting and able to meet others in that space too. So, uh, you know, g- good on the dad. Cause that, that Hell would be, yes. I'd stand up to and I'd be like, you know, it sounds like a bunch of bullshit, mm-hmm. but the, the person that's speaking to you, that's because I can't do it for me. Yes. And I'm, and I'm, I'm resentful of being asked to do it for someone else. Yep. And uh, you know what? I, I love what you did. This is what happens. Did you have, did you suffer as an adult? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yep. You know, we're being asked to raise a generation of emotionally literate kids and and we were never taught it. Yes. A lot of us. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a struggle and it's a huge struggle. I don't want to deal with the, I personally, I personally don't want to deal with these emotions. You know, my oldest is so much more obedient my middle child, it's like last night, you know, she was sharing something with us and all of a sudden she just broke down in tears and it's like, what the hell just happened right now? You know? And she's like, I'm sorry. I just started my period, <laughs> you know? Oh my and gosh, it's like, right. And it's like, that's, that's all right. You know, my husband was like, and it was like, all right, we're just, we're just going to keep our cool. We're going to keep our, everybody keep their cool, you know? But yeah, it, it's, it's, and it was during a time where it was, you, there was a difference of opinion. It wasn't an argument, but there was just a difference of opinion. And it was my, <clears throat> my husband went to, you know, provide clarity and he had to stop and kind of rewind and reword what he wanted to say, because, you know, I asked Aubrey, Hey, you know, what's going on? You were just having a discussion. And I was like, what do you think dad meant? And she's like, well, dad thinks this and this and this. And Willie was able to say, no. No, no, no. Let me, let me, let me clear it up. And then it, it went, it went well, but had that happened with my mom and dad? Mm -hmm. Oh, hell no. Mm -hmm. Are you talking back to me? Are you really talking slap in the face or get the hell out of my face? It would have been something like that. And Mm -hmm. I would have walked away feeling all kinds of confusion and Mm -hmm. not knowing how to process my emotions. And if I'm being honest, I would have just sucked it up. Yep. And I would stay quiet. Shame. Only f- bingo. And I noticed that that played out in adulthood when me and my husband would argue. I was expecting him to come back with that. And it was like, oh, psh, I'm, I'm already ready. You can leave at any time if you want to. And it, I would throw those, like I would throw those things because I was, I was already prepared. My childhood had prepared me to end a relationship. My childhood had prepared me to numb it out. Right. Right. right? Yeah, exactly. There's no way I would have known this if, and I know this is going to sound completely ridiculous, but there's no way I would have known this had I not sat in front of thousands of patients. There's no way I would have known this because I'm going to tell you right now, although school did an amazing job, I wouldn't be where I'm at if I didn't go through all of the schooling. 
but being across from somebody and having a real conversation like it was, that's when it taught me like, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. That's happened to me too. Oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yep. It is a gift, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, I say the same thing working as a nurse, man, my patients taught me a lot. Yeah. They taught me how to be empathetic. Bingo. We can all use a little help in our marriage, especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a quiz just for you. Find out if you are making these marriage mistakes. This quiz is 100% free. I will give you practical tips and easy-to-use strategies to apply right away. You all know I'm a huge advocate for you, mamas, and I'm on a mission to help you experience true connection and stress-free living. Ladies, we are setting our marriages up for success, but it starts with you first. You will find this freebie here in my show notes or go to empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash quiz. The information I will be providing you is next level and people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend who needs it. So I want to go ahead and go back to Our children who are suffering from depression can also teach us so much by, by you parents asking the questions that Maureen just gave, Mm. what's this like for you? Mm. Take me through it. Help me understand. Mm -hmm. Because in so many ways, you as a parent, if, even if you haven't suffered from depression, even if you've never suffered from anxiety, I'm going to tell you, you'll be able to relate with them Mm -hmm. because somewhere along the line, somewhere in your life, You've probably felt that same way. Mm-hmm. Defeated wet cement. Yeah. And what does your therapist tell you to do when you feel like this? Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, I might say, well, I, yeah, I felt like not getting out of bed in the morning. What did I do? I got out of bed. So, okay, but wait a minute. Maybe that wasn't the best. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I did need to get out of bed and accept the fact that I was tired today, go a little easy on myself, you know, expect maybe to be a little more raw and on edge than usual and just let it be, you know, there's more to it than just get out of bed. What does your therapist tell you you need to do right now? Yeah. How can I help you with that? Like, and, and I remember once we were we were, so one of our, our oldest son had borderline personality disorder. Mm -hmm. So we knew that he was very emotionally volatile. We knew that, uh, when we got firm with him, he would go into a spiral of shame and hopelessness and, uh, attempted suicide. And yet we needed to ask him to move out. We needed to encourage him to move on with his life. Like it was, it wasn't working for us having him in our home and we were really worried about it. And I remember going to his therapist and saying, okay, we need to have a tough conversation with him. And how do we frame this up to minimize, you know, this shame, the trigger. spiral, mm-hmm. the hopelessness? How do we support him through this? We can't just not do it needs to happen. So how do we do this responsibly, you know, and compassionately? She gave us great advice. You know, she, you know, she walked us through, you know, how to frame up the conversation. She walked us through, you know, even setting up the conversation so that it wasn't catching him off guard, that it was good timing, that he was aware that it was coming, you know, all of that. And so I really am a firm believer in communicating uh, with a therapist. And I would let my kids know that too. Like I would say, you know, I'm, I'm talking to your therapist about how to best support you because I'm, you know, I'm not asking them to tell me what did you say in the session and did they say anything about me? Like, I'm not asking any of that. I just, I want to be, I want, this is a team sport. Mm -hmm. Like, how do we support each other here Mm -hmm. in, in uh, being well? And I will get my own help too. Absolutely. Um, I love that you mentioned, you know, (laughs) notifying your son that it's, I'm not, I'm not talking about you. So one thing that you, that I want to make sure parents, parents know is when you do, I don't know where, what this is like in Canada, but what here in this, in, in California specifically, we can't, we can't have conversations with, you know, parents about the progress or the regression of our clients, unless it's, you know, if they're a danger to themselves or others, or unless it falls in line with um, breaking confidentiality. However, 
I definitely encourage parents, if your kid is in therapy, I definitely encourage, you know, you request for a family meeting. I know with my, with my clients, I see a, quite a good amount of kids. Um, I'll meet with the parents once a month because I want to make sure I'm teaching the parents the skills that I'm teaching their child so that we're all on the same page. If they have any questions, obviously I review it with my client first. Hey, you know, what is, what is off limits and what's full range? And the topics that I feel like we do need to discuss, even if they're uncomfortable, even if the teenager isn't necessarily ready, I make sure to encourage them, hey, this is why. And I give them an explanation. This is why we might be beneficial to all of us if you had this conversation. You know, what are your thoughts? What are some of the what are some of your um hesitation with sharing this? And we have that we have that dialogue prior to having the meeting with the parents. This not only establishes, you know, trust with my client, but it also helps them with realizing, wait a minute, I do have, I do have full charge of my care. Mm -hmm. And there is somebody that's listening. There is an adult that's modeling active listening. That's not getting an emotion, getting all emotional, you know, and they start to see that change in their parents. Mm -hmm. I met with a client um, yesterday and I... Literally, I mean, it, so the um, client that I was talking about that came up and said bullshit, um, I ended up seeing them after because we just ended up meshing well. They're like, dude, I love your no BS attitude. And it's like, hey, I'm all about help. I'm here to help. I'm not here to sell you a car. Like, I'm literally here to help you. And we had a great relationship. But it reminded me of of that, this, this, this parent, this family, sorry, I'm everywhere. This family reminded me of that that, that gentleman and to see where they're at right now, you know, and it was who I was telling you about earlier, you know, they had said, listen, yesterday was complete shit show. You know, I, I didn't act accordingly. I didn't practice any skills. You know, (laughs) um, I recognized that I didn't do this. I had a conversation, you know, with my child and I was just freaking out. My husband was freaking out you know, and had to do with social media and we just, we just didn't know what to do. And I asked her, I was like, well, I was like, that must've been really difficult tonight considering you, you freaked out on your daughter knowing that she's suffering from depression. Mm. You okay? You okay? Mm. And she's like, I couldn't sleep. I felt so guilty because I wish I would have handled it differently. Yeah. And I didn't. I was, I was like, tell me, tell me I didn't ruin everything. Yeah. And and, and that's, (laughs) yes, yes. And it was like, I, 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 I shit you not. I started crying and I was like, you know what? I am so proud of you both. Yeah. I am so proud of you both. Here's why you were able to identify, you're able to identify. Okay. I didn't have control of my emotions. You're able to say that right now in front of your child. Yes. Where before in the beginning, it was like, nope, this is the way it is. And this is just, this is just the way it's going to go down. If she doesn't like it, well, she's going to have to suck it up Mm. to listen, you know, I, I, I did. I let my emotions take over. I was so scared. Mm. They were able to say all of that, yeah. all of that. And, you know, look over to their child and say, you know, I'm so proud of you because you were able to hear me oh. and you were able to give me that time. And the child is just, they're having this conversation. It's like, dude, I'm going to just step back and just let this happen. Because it's amazing what happens when we're able to talk about it. Oh, it almost brings tears to my eyes as you're telling the story. Just so honest. Yes. So vulnerable. And I, yes. and role modeling that to your kid, you know, like sometimes I don't do as I'm not super proud of myself. Sometimes I don't do things as well as, you know, the knowledge doesn't transfer to behavior sometimes, you know, and, and, and I can say, I'm sorry and, and try again. Yep. And I think that's just like, it's just such, we're all so human, you know, and, and good, like, oh, it breaks my heart, honestly, to hear, you know, I say the same thing when I'm teaching skills. If you can do this once, you Mm -hmm. get a gold medal. Yep. If you can refrain from old behaviors, you got a silver. Like, it's, it's such a, like, progress not perfection you know this whole mantra of and be kind to yourself and take a deep breath and say man i really screwed that up here's what i wish i'd done yep exactly oh exactly and the kids like you say the kids are like 
oh, okay, so I'm allowed to screw up, admit it, try again. Yep. Cool. Leaving perfectionism out the window. Because you're never going to hit it. Ever. And this is a prime example. My parents are modeling that perfectionism isn't the goal. Connection's the goal. Yeah. And I mean, I wrote a book about codependence. I can still be really codependent. I, you know, I just recognize it sooner. Mm -hmm. Know when to ask for help. I know how to go back and fix it. Like, yeah. Okay. But I, I mean, I love to control, manage, save the day. All the things that I fix it. Mm -hmm. Tell people what to do. I I mean, I love it. So yeah. Yeah. And I just wish it worked. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. (laughs) Jinx. It doesn't. It doesn't. Kind of makes it worse. Relationships. Yeah. Yes. So what would you say are some signs that your child is depressed? What did you see in your kids? I saw them lose interest in things that used to interest them. And this is, this, this goes for depression and everything else like this, yep. you know, I'm not well, let's say, uh, you know, and I'll use Ben as, cause he was the clearest example. I mean, yeah. he was, uh, you know, he's an athletic, you talk about ADHD, like this is, this kid is always on the go, it, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's 40 below and he's outside playing, building a snow fort, like and getting out all the kids in the neighborhood involved and like, go, yeah, go, yeah. go, go, go. Loves football, loves rugby, loves soccer, gifted athlete, dismantles everything in the house. Like this is the way this kid is. Yeah. And now I'm starting to see, oh, he quit football. Cause he didn't want to get up at five in the morning to practice. Okay. Now he's not involved in any school sports. That's weird. Uh, I'm getting a lot of absenteeism calls from the school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he looks, he's looking unwell. He's looking a little pale. He's, yeah. he's not participating even in family events and family's everything to him. That's weird. You know, and I, and I, I'm, so there's just a change in behavior. There's a, there's a, a loss of interest in things they used to be excited about engaging in um, avoiding me well mm-hmm. and uh his dad like but he was hiding he's hiding his using at that time so yeah like lots of avoidance lots of and, and the change of behavior yeah yeah um that lack of motivation is really really big mm-hmm. the lack of motivation you'll see your child either um sleep a whole bunch more won't take care of themselves hygiene wise and it's not it is not because they're lazy. They're no, going through something. But that's what they're I thought. They're going through something. Well, that's, yeah. Most of us do think that because we don't know. I thought I got a, a kid who's addicted to lying and he's lazy. Yeah. What am I going to do? How unmotivated. Do I, how do unmotivated. I get him motivated yep. again? That's what I was worried about. Yep. Yeah. And so, okay, we're starting to see this. We're starting to see these symptoms. Mm. Well, I just need to motivate my kid. How <laughs> false is that? <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, if it was that easy, every kid would be motivated and out there achieving high things. If if all yeah. it took was a parent pushing, yeah, easy, yeah, there'd be no problems. But that's not what it is. Um, no, um, it takes some. I, I think again, get curious. Yeah, get curious. Yeah. You seem like you're struggling. Here's what I'm noticing. Yeah, here's what I'm. Here's what I'm. Here's what I'm afraid of. Here's what I'm hoping. Can we talk about it? Like, yeah, yeah. If you're, if you are struggling, you know, I, you know, I, you need to know that I'm here to help you. Yeah. Here to support you in finding the help that you need. You know, that kind of, that kind of an answer. Get off my back. Leave me alone. Every time. Yeah. You're going to see them. You know, every time, like, God, like, what's your deal? Mm Mm-hmm. I always have to be this, always have to be that, you know? Yeah. That goes along. Well, that goes along with the symptoms of depression. I'm just going to deflect, right? Nonstop. Easily irritated. Yeah. You know, easily frustrated. Yeah. Right? You're such a, mm, 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 mm. Leave me alone. Complete fatigue. Like all of those things, all of those things. So what should we not do? I want to make sure we cover that. What should we not do? I think... You know, I, I really did have a suck it up attitude yeah. uh, when my kids were small. I, yeah. There's a story I didn't write in the book about my son breaking his arm, <laughs> me telling him to suck it up. Yeah. 
terrible story. Um, but I really did think, you know, like, come on, like, this is how we build resilience is just by yeah. doing, doing right. And I think that, I think invalidating, dismissing, you know, is, is the whole suck it up attitude. Um, that when I was a kid, you know, I'm a, I wrote old when I do that myself, like, Oh my God, here we go. No one cares about what it was like when I was a kid, except me. So yeah. be quiet, you know? And I think, um, I think ignoring that voice that something's up. Yeah. I think ignoring our own fears about what could be going on. Yes. I'm glad you said that. Because that's where I go in my head. I'm like, I would be like that suck it up drive comes from, I might not be able to handle this. So suck it up. (laughs) And, and I might not be ready. I might not be ready for somebody to tell me that this is depression. I don't have time. No, I don't have time for the depression. Let's, I don't have time for on. this. And I, I don't have the money. Yep. Like, what is this? Like, this is just a huge thing that I yep. don't want to, I don't want to look at this because it's a lot. And, um, and I'm also like, if you go back to this dad, like, like, what if I overcoddle my kids? Like, what does that mean? Like, what are they going to be? Yeah. What, where does, like, I, I go down the road 40 years and I've got a kid who can't go to work. Like, like yeah. you know, this, this whole, I mean, it's all fear, 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 mm-hmm. right? So go to, go to, you know, the opposite to fear, I always say is faith. And the, and it doesn't mean a faith in a God. What I mean is a faith that we're, we're going to be okay. A faith yeah. that, that, you know, this, this, every problem has a solution. The faith that your kid is living the, the life that they're meant to live. The kid, your kids are faced with challenges that they're meant to be faced with. Yeah. And that, you know, they're going to learn from them. We mm-hmm. just, but we need to support them through them, you know, so, so that they can learn the most that they can from each thing. So acknowledging that fear. Yes. That you have whatever it is about what does this mean? something's wrong. Um, I can't lower the bar. Yeah. So I, yeah, I would acknowledge that and try and have some faith and get curious. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it, it, it does. It's very, very important on my end to parent a depressed child. Empathy is so important. Mm-hmm. developing this understanding, recognizing, wait a minute, something is very different. My son's, our daughter is irritable. They're not eating. They're excessively eating. You know, they're having this extreme behavior. They're either not sleeping or they're sleeping all day. Mm-hmm. That loss of interest in social activities, loss of interest in hobbies, you know, loss of interest in even family gatherings. Mm-hmm. Like you're starting to notice that there's this change. Yes. And I'm going to tell you right now, we wait it gets worse. It gets so, I can't tell you how many parents have come to me and I ask, I'll ask the child, you know, with the parents there, how long have you been having these symptoms? Mm-hmm. It's been a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Usually at that time, the kid's already cutting, already experimenting with drugs. I'm just being honest. Kids oh, already I know. cutting, experimenting with drugs, some form of self-harm because what's happening is your child has been in their own way communicating to you, maybe non-verbally, that something's different and it's been missed. Yep. So now, I hate to say this, but it's so true and it needs to be said. Now, guess what happens? Yeah. Your child no longer trusts you. They start to slowly, slowly walk away from trusting you because something. I know something's not right. And my kids or my parents are yelling at me because they want me to do my homework. They want me, but I really can't. And they're not hearing me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to pull away. Yeah. I'm going to pull away and I'm going to try to talk to certain people or I'm a completely shut down. And that's when, unfortunately, suicidal thoughts start to creep in. Well, yeah. What, you know, when you're a kid and you feel this way, you just think you're always going to feel this way. You don't know. Your brain isn't fully developed no. to problem solve and think outside of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're right. Like, so I need something. And when I go to here, I don't get it. So I'll go over here yeah. and, I, and I'll try and, and good on the kids, right? 
I mean, this is resilience. I'm going to try drugs. I'm going to try alcohol. Yeah. I'm going to try cutting. I'm going to try eating and purging. I'm going yep. to try, you know, different ways to control and manage how I feel. And, you know, I remember the first time I heard a drug counselor say, like, congratulate a kid on finding drugs. Yeah. Uh, good for you, man. Like you found a way to get through it. Yep. And I was like, holy shit, this is, this is wild. Yeah. Um, because. I'm like, this is tragic, but you're actually saying good for you for finding a way to cope. That's it. So I want to make sure we're all clear because I know listeners, especially you mama, mama bears. Yeah. Yeah, Especially you mama bears. (laughs) We're not at all condoning, you know, the use of drugs. I don't want that. I don't want you to numb out. Maureen doesn't want you to numb out. No. What were what what she just said, and I'm going to say I I agree I agree with you I agree with that counselor is you figured out a way to cope yes. you recognize something is wrong and you need something else to help you manage it mm-hmm. so now that you've now that you've recognized that instead of using drugs I I am going to teach you how to manage those emotions. I'm going to give you tools so you don't need drugs. Yeah. So it's, it, it helps the kid understand what, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I went the unhealthy route. Bingo. I went the, I went the unhealthy route. Okay. It makes so much more sense to them and they don't feel shamed. No, they don't feel like here's another person telling me drugs are no good. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Okay. You're I, weak. You're weak using drugs. It's just a reframe of that notion, right? It's yes. like, oh, this isn't necessarily a failing. Let's reframe this into something else that also helps me to understand that it is a strategy to deal with a problem. It is not the problem. Yes. You know, and and it may have become a problem, but it's mm-hmm. not the problem. The problem is over here with, I don't know how to get through this without something yep. to help me, you know? Yep. And so, yeah, like what you're saying, like teach. And so thanks for clarifying that. I do, I do tend to throw things out. No, I, I'm glad you it. did. I'm uh, the thing is though, you guys don't know what you don't know. No. And Maureen, it's in your profession. You see, you've, you've seen it as a nurse, you've seen it as a consultant and with your own kids. I see this. I'm going to tell you right now. I see this every hour. I'd like to say, I don't, but right now, teens are severely depressed. Everything, every coping skill that they've had, friends, gone, school, gone. They're stuck in their house. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but I'm going to tell you right now, guess what? They're watching you and your husband bicker <laughs> because you guys are maybe don't agree with, you know, p- your political views or, you know, with this, all of these movements happening and, you know, the Black Lives Matter. Like there's so many things going on that are very, very important. However, they are also very triggering. And if you parents do not know how to handle your emotions, your kids are front row seat to all of it. Yeah. All of it. And they don't know how to handle this. No, because they're learning, they're learning their coping skills from you and yep. you're not coping so hot. So yeah. And, and, uh, man, that must be tough right now. Must it, be it so is. tough. I was, I was talking to someone about this the other day. Like if I had to homeschool my kids, I don't know how people are doing it, honestly. Like it'd be Lion King for eight Mm -hmm. hours a day. Like that's, that's what we did. Like, it was like, oh my God, I just. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why I'm not an elementary school teacher. Because I don't want to be an elementary school teacher. Exactly. You know, so yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I want to talk about the, the, the avoiding for a year uh, as a parent. Um, it, have you, I'm sure you've heard the, the, the story about the frog in the pot of water, right? The frog in the boiling water. You can put a pot, a frog in water that's room temperature and you could turn it on high and the, it, it builds heat so gradually that the frog will actually boil to death. It won't jump out mm. um, because it's coming on so gradually. Yeah. It doesn't notice the change. Yeah. That's a great analogy. And I think back to my own kids and it, it was, it wasn't like, it didn't happen like one day he was playing soccer and rugby and taking things apart and fully engaged with the family. And the next day, no, you know, he was dirty and wearing the same clothes for a week and disappearing for days at a time and sleeping for days at a time. That would have been like, oh, what happened? 
it mm-hmm. was a little bit at a time, yep. a little bit at a time. And you get a little bit used to it and you're like, Oh, maybe, maybe he doesn't, I guess, well, I guess he just likes to, well, teenagers need their sleep. I guess they don't like to get up at five mm-hmm. in the morning. He's decided that that's not worth it for him, mm-hmm. I guess, you know? Oh, okay. Well, you know, and he does like to party a lot. Well, what teenager doesn't like, you know, it's this back and forth, like all the time. And, yeah. you know, in there again, what I mentioned earlier, the fear of what if it's something that I can't handle? Like I couldn't even, when we got to the point where it was undeniable, like when mm-hmm. you, when I list, when I said it out loud, he's doing this, he's doing this, he's doing this, he's doing this. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say it out loud often. I was on a conversation with my brother. I said, he's doing this. He's doing this. And my brother said, man, this does not sound good. No. It, and I'm like, oh, you're right. Like it, when I say it all out loud, it doesn't sound good. Mm-hmm but I'm so scared of the word addiction. Yeah. I can't even put it together with. No, not my kid. Like that denial is a protective thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and yeah. like what you did, like, I couldn't say, I'm like, I don't think it, I, you know, I'm on the phone. I'm, I don't know if he's an addict though. I don't know if he's an addict. I don't mm-hmm. know if I, I can't call him an addict. Cause I like, I mean, what does that say about like, I just, yeah. And the therapist that we were talking with said, Forget about trying to label it. Yeah, take that out. How's he doing? Yep, yep. And that's what a good like, therapist oh, will do. Good. Yeah, that's what. So, I want to. I want to speak to that as well as um, you know, diagnosis being. Th- we feel like diagnoses are being thrown everywhere. You got to think about back in the day. You know, I'm not going to make myself sound old, but but yeah, back in the day, a lot of things we weren't. Our parent, my parents weren't open you know, about certain things. My dad struggled with addiction, Mm -hmm. but if, if I now being a therapist and looking at my dad's full history, Mm -hmm. shit, my dad said, my dad struggled from depression. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody said that. I mean, and I'm going to tell you right now, if any of my dad's sisters heard me say that, Oh, they're no, he didn't. How dare you say that? But I'm gonna say it because I'm his daughter. So I can say it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm a therapist. So (laughs) boom. But yeah, if I look at it, it's like, my dad struggled with depression, you know, and maybe my dad even suffered from anxiety, mm-hmm. but that was undiagnosed, mm-hmm. you know? And so he went to drugs, Yeah, you know, because he had to cope some way he had to cope, mm-hmm. you know, and parents, you know, the reason why we're doing this episode is because this is a huge thing right now. Mm-hmm. Therapists aren't looking to diagnose everybody. Don't get me wrong. Just like any position, there are maybe not so great therapists out there. <laughs> However, you get a really good therapist. They're not worried about the diagnosis. No, they will. They will mention the diagnosis. If the child is like, I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. I feel like I'm going crazy. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're suffering from depression mm-hmm. right away. Light bulb moment. Wait a minute. Is that what this is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, girl, you've been at war with depression. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for opening up. I am so proud of you for speaking up to your parents and telling them something's not right because you felt it. And in addition to that, I'm proud of you for sitting right across from me mm-hmm. and being right here with me. <laughs> I am. It takes you a know? lot of work. Hell That's hard yeah. Work. It, takes so much. it takes so much work and I acknowledge that. And then right away, right away, you see this change in the child, like, wait a minute, I'm not going to be like this for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. You mean there's a way to, to address this and change it? So I'm, mm-hmm. this isn't my life sentence. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to add one more thing. I'm going to, I, I want to make sure I say this and I know right now I'm already going to get a bunch of shit for this, but I'm going to say it because it's, it needs to be said. If you feel like your child is suicidal, and I know having the thought about your kid suffering from depression is already too much. I I get that. Mm -hmm. And if you're starting to notice things aren't right, you're starting to notice that your child might even mention something along the lines of, you know, wouldn't be a big deal if I didn't wake up tomorrow. Wish I'd never been born. Wish I'd never been beautiful. Wish I'd never been born. I want to arm you with this knowledge that is so important. 
it is very, very crucial that you ask your child. Yes, I'm saying you ask. You ask your child, are you suicidal? Because if you ask them, they will tell you. Mm -hmm. And it might not be something you want to hear, but I'd rather hear my child tell me they're suicidal versus waking up to them dead. Mm -hmm. That's the reality of this. Yeah. Do you have visions of hurting yourself? Do you have thoughts of hurting yourself? Yes. Yes. All of that is very, very important to ask right off the bat, because I'm going to tell you right now, you asking that question isn't going to make them think of suicide. They're already probably thinking about it. They're already asking their friends who probably are cutting and thinking about the same thing. So would you rather them get educated from a 13 year old Mm -hmm. or from a professional? My money's on the damn professional. It's true. It's such a good point. And and thank you for bringing that up too. You know, we need to know what to do if we're worried. You know, yeah. if we're, if there's a little voice in our head that says something's not right, uh, they're honest, shine a light on it. Talk about it. You're not like, I love what you said about, you're not going to make them go, no. Oh, I hadn't thought of suicide. Maybe <laughs> I should you. start thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, if you say to me, like, I think about times when I've had trouble getting out of bed and I just want to like, I don't want to talk to anybody today. I just whew, self-care day. I'm feeling really yeah. raw. Whew. If you, if you said to me, well, are you thinking about hurting yourself? I wouldn't go, well, that's a good idea. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. I'd time. say, I, I would quite honestly say, no, honestly, that just not even on my radar. Mm-hmm. I just need time, time to myself. I need, mm-hmm. I, I just, you know what my biggest fear is that I, that I'm lazy. Yeah. I'm yeah. worried that I'm lazy and I'm giving in too easy. I need help, yeah. you know, reframing that. So you're not going to make me think about no. hurting myself. That's, no. that's a good point. I did a, um, I did a talk, um, for parents. And the next day after that talk, one of the parents had to, you know, asked me to, um, if they can have a conversation with me. I was like, yeah, sure. Of course. And they came up to me and they said, thank you so much mm-hmm. for arming me with that knowledge. I asked my daughter that night, have you ever thought about committing suicide? She said, yes. And she handed me a letter. She was going to commit. Oh. She was going to act it. Oh. She was going to act on it that night. And she's like, my daughter just cried to me and, you know, just shared with me what this was like, you know, how painful it was. And she just opened up and was so thankful that I had asked that question Mm -hmm. and good for you. It was like, I, I, I I hugged the mother and I was like, that's amazing. That's amazing. Hell yeah. That is amazing. Very question. Because I mean, you were all worried about unearthing something we can't deal with, you know, like, so what do I do if my kid says yes? Like, what do yeah. I do? Like, I don't, I don't even want to ask. Cause if they say, yeah, well that does like, is it lights and sirens? Like, what do I do? Great question. So if your kid is suicidal, there is a suicide hotline. I will make sure I add it in our show notes. Mm-hmm. There is um, also a hotline where you can, your child can text all of it's for free. In addition to that, you can go to the nearest hospital. I advise you, if your daughter or your son has a plan and intent to commit suicide, you take them immediately to the emergency room. Let them know your daughter is a threat to herself. Mm-hmm. Um, there are staff there that will help you. That Unfortunately, they, they go through this more times than you know, they'd probably like to admit. They will take care of her. Mm-hmm. She's not going to the nut house. She's not going crazy. She will be provided with a psychiatrist. She will be provided with a therapist. She will be provided all of that in a residential treatment center, which is very, very important. I'm going to tell you right now, moms and dads, if you're listening, you're great. You are absolutely amazing as a parent and you are not trained in this field. No, you are not trained. If you have a therapist, if your child has a therapist, contact the therapist. The therapist will either set up an appointment immediately if they can, or they will also walk you through steps. And more than likely, they're going to tell you the same thing I just did. Mm -hmm. Take her to emergency room. Yes. Yep. 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 And yeah. And I, I mean, I, I dig a little deeper, but that's because I have training in that. So if, if you don't be surprised here in Canada, if you do all of that and you get to the emergency department and you spend five hours there and they get assessed 
and you're sent home because yep. I'm glad you brought that up. They might not be an imminent threat. They may mm-hmm. not to be need to be in a residential program mm-hmm. to stay safe while they get treatment. It might have been a fleeting thought that they've had, but they yep. have no plan and it's certainly not imminent. They're not at, at risk of hurting themselves or, or others in the next 24 hours. And they've they're quite compliant, honest, open, and made agreement on a on a safety plan. So Bingo. not the end of the world, right? No, no. And that and that's and that's why it's there. Your the the nurse, the doctor will then assess them, you know, are they a threat to themselves? Because if they are, if they're, you know, if they're really, really thinking about committing suicide and there's no way out, yeah, they'll go that residential. If they aren't they'll be provided more than likely medication mm-hmm. and they'll also be provided with resources on, you know, therapists in the local area or even programs. I'm so glad you said that depending on the level of care that's required. Yeah. Maureen kicked ass today. Thank you. Oh, thank so you. Much. Man. So man, much. Oh man. I, I just, you're so good at what you do. Oh. I've never had you as a, as a therapist or, or my kids, because of course we, we don't live in California, but <laughs> Man, you are a breath of fresh air. Like you, I love what everything you say about how you incorporate families and education. And I just, I, I'm a big fan. So thank you very, very much uh, for everything that you're doing. Thank you. Well, thank you for being vulnerable and opening up and creating this great, great resource for families who don't know what to do and your story your story and your, with your children and everything that your family has endured. And like I mentioned in the last episode, I mean, to listen to your daughter and for her to be an advocate now for other teens, it's just, it's a true reflection of the work that you have all done and just the power, the power of, of a mother's love. You know, thank you. Thank you, man. You can do anything. You can do anything. Yes, we can. Thank you so much. Absolutely. All right, girl. Well, how do we find you? I want to make sure I say that again. Okay. Well, I'm easy to find actually. MaureenTowns.com. So M-A-U-R-E-E-N-T-O-W-N-S.com. And, uh, you know, I'll have a consult with anyone and everyone. So you can, there's about a million buttons on that site. (laughs) You can just click to book a consult in my calendar and I'm thrilled to chat with, with you. And if what I, uh, offer is not the right fit because of either price or it just isn't mm-hmm. what you need. Um, I will always have some other ideas for you. So, uh, and I'm, and I'm, I'm pretty passionate about not recommending my course unless I think it is the perfect thing for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm not interested in wasting anybody's time. So yeah. it's not a sales call. It really is a consult. How can I help you? Yeah. So that's what it's about. You guys, make sure you reach out to her. She knows her stuff. She really knows her stuff. For us to have this type of um, conversation, um, not a lot of people, not a lot of professionals are able to have it. And so she knows her stuff. I absolutely love you, Maureen. Thank you. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I want to personally invite you to join our girl gang. It's a free Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Empowered and Unapologetic is part of the Practice of the Practice Podcast Network, a family of podcasts that change the world. To hear other podcasts like the Ball Mom Podcast, Beta Male Revolution, or Imperfect Thriving, go to practiceofthepractice.com forward slash network. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. This is given with the understanding that neither the host, 
practice of the practice or the guests are providing legal, mental health, or other professional information. If you need a professional, you should find one. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020 and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. Hey there. This is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. 
I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.